Welcome to Small Biz, Big Wins, where every episode is a new journey into the heart of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Summer Poquette, here to navigate the thrilling world of small business with you. Each week, we dive into the inspiring stories and joyful triumphs of real business owners. Get ready to be empowered with actionable advice, and most importantly, celebrate the spirit of small business. Let's dive into how every small victory shapes your big success. This is Small Biz, Big Wins. Let's make it happen. All right, everyone. I am super excited to welcome my good friend, real estate agent and client, Beth Flynn. Beth and I go back to my days of teaching preschool, and those are way back in the days. Uh, I had her child in my class, which makes me feel super old because her not-so-little one just bought a house. How time flies. I wanted to have Beth on the show today because over the years, I have personally seen her grow her business, and every time I talk to her, I'm inspired, and I know you will be too. So welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you, Summer. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. So So much. I just want to dive right in because there's a lot to cover. And I don't think a lot of people know your story and your history. And um, so tell us a little bit about how and why you started uh, a real estate business. I I know you were doing other things before real estate. um, And I'm sure that as a little seven-year-old, you didn't wake up thinking that you were going to be a real estate agent. Maybe, maybe kids do. I don't know, but I don't think you did. Um, So really, why do you do what you do every day? Because you work really hard. Well, it all started probably way back before I even knew it was really starting when I was in hospitality, putting myself through college, you know, Mm. being a server, you, you have what was called a servant's heart. You enjoy working with people. You enjoy helping people, all of that. And after I moved into a little bit more of a career with the Petoskey News Review as their niche publication specialist, I started to see kind of, I was building in this niche of sales that I really Mm -hmm. enjoyed. And then I had another career change. And in that was who hired me, my, my current broker was one of my accounts at the news review. And as the time moved on with that, it just became very apparent that real estate was what I had been looking for career wise the whole time working with people in real estate, whether they're first time home buyers, second time home buyers, selling property, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I found that that is really what is a nice tank filler for me. And what do you mean by tank filler? The joy that you get from watching a first time home buyer sign the papers for their first home. It's, it's electrifying. It um, culminates all the hard work that they put in because first time home buyers put in a ton of hard work mm-hmm. and, and the hard work that the real estate agent puts in educating them, keeping them off the ledge of emotions. Cause it is very emotional. Yeah. And, um, getting them with their right people, the right lenders, the right home inspectors, and just kind of building that for them so that when they're done with the process, they feel like it was really easy they learned a lot. They educated themselves. They built themselves financially. Mm-hmm. And now they've got what they've been working so hard for. So how how long have you had a real estate business for? 12 years. So for 12 years. So yeah. and when you say fill your tank, I mean, you can go to bed at night, put that head down on your pillow, having a business feeling like you did something of value. You did something good. 
Right. That you, you really helped somebody. Um, there, you know, there's many different ways to do real estate. You have transactional agents that are just doing the transaction. There's nothing wrong with that. That is, sure. that is who they are as an agent. Yeah. And when I, you know, probably I would say about my third year of really starting to build my group and build my clients, um, I really began to see who I wanted to be as an agent. And that was to be relationship. That means I, I know their kids. I know their pets. I know their likes. I know their dislikes. I've really taken a lot of time to get to know them as an individual Mm-hmm. And then continue that even afterwards. I am 100% referral right now, which means all of my clients have referred me to either a family member or a friend, or they now have moved on to buying their own second, you know, another home, sell and buy again. So Got it's, it. yeah. that is, that's how I like to fill my tank and keep it filled. And so 12 years, you know, three years into it, you're like, this is what I like. This is what fills me up. This is what makes me feel good. I, I'm investing in people really too, because I, I know there are lots of different, and it's interesting you were working in, um, kind of niche marketing for the Petoskey News Review and publication. And now here we are talking about niche marketing and, you, there are lots of niches when it comes to real estate. I mean, I could throw a dime outside right now and hit five real estate agents and they all will probably have a different specialty. So what are some real estate niches and that, and I mean, you probably had to think about this in, when you first started your business, like, what do I want to do? What do I want to sell? What do I want to promote? Who do I want to help? So what are some niches for someone listening thinking I might want to do this there, you know, there's quite a few actually. And, you know, even when I got started, I didn't realize how many there were. I was like a real estate agent, a real estate agent, sure. but that's not necessarily true. You know, you have your luxury agents and we all want to be a luxury agent who doesn't want to sell yeah. million dollar homes, you know? Yeah. I want and that so, commission. yeah, you know, and, and it, that's a different world. That's a, is a total different way of, of working with somebody and, and how they want to be treated. It's a little bit more transactional, you know, let's go, let's get it done. Let's move on. Boom. That's kind of how it works. Again, my opinion on it. Well, and, and you're talking, you know, it might not be like that for every single luxury real estate or every single transaction, but you're just kind of generalizing it. Yeah, exactly. I, in all of this, I will be generalizing because, um, there's a place for all of them, all of these niches and all of these kinds of agents. There is a place for them. Uh, you also have like your commercial agents who just primarily deal with commercial, you know, whether it be your big box stores or your manufacturing places or your small business who is looking to rent or buy a place to have their office. So there's those agents. Then you have the agents that are a little bit who I would call myself, even though I specialize in first time home buyers because I've educated myself that way. I would say I'm a little bit of everything minus commercial. Got it. I feel like commercial is, is not necessarily where I want to be. Sure. But, uh, but has of course in this, in our resort town and, uh, 
stakeholder with a lot of agents in it. Yeah. So I, um, I feel all those different niches have quite a few different agents in them, but I'm, I, I really like where I am at where I'll do a little bit of everything, but I really focus on the education and the growing of a first time home buyer. And so that's interesting because I'm, I'm assuming they all have, you have to have some type of special knowledge for all of them, right? Like commercial, you know, there's zoning laws and rules and there's all of this mm-hmm. stuff, right? So yes. you, you know, you might be able to partner with another agent to help um, that client come to you or refer them to an agent that's more specializing, like in healthcare, not every doctor can do everything, obviously. So it's kind of the same thing. It's whether or not you want to choose to, to flub it and give up that commission, let's be honest, um, and be honest and say, Hey, I can't really help you, or this is who we need to go to. So I'm sure a lot of it has to do with that. What do you think are some of the benefits of actually choosing a niche and having that specialty and not being just a generalist? For me, it has been that I've been able to um, really hone in my education. The different things that I go and do to educate myself more on different loan types, on different buying trends, on different rules and regulations. You know, there are several different kinds of loans out there. Mm. It wasn't always like that. You had your loans, they're conventional. But now you have government loans that really help these first-time home buyers um, get where they need to go without a whole lot of money out of pocket, and it's that's a really great way because first-time home buyers they honestly are our economy builders. Sure, no, that makes they're, a lot of sense. Yeah, they're going to buy that first home. They're going to pay a little bit more in interest. They're going to pay a per, um, personal mortgage insurance, and but they're going to grow out of that and they're going to grow into another home and they're going to buy again and possibly even a third time. You know, that, that kind of is how things go. Most people today buy three homes in their lifetime. Wow. And, and so I, they're just building that's, I tailor my education and things that I want to learn about. I'll go on our, we have a marketplace where we can, pick up different accreditations and learn about different things. And I spend a lot, I spend time in there learning different things because when you don't think there's anything more to learn in real estate, something new will pop up. The oh my gosh. I can I, only imagine. Yeah. The one thing I'm learning about right now is 1031 exchanges. Um, those are kind of a, a thing for people that have several properties and they're going to sell one and they need to, of course, flip that money into something else so they don't pay a lot of taxes. And I didn't, I knew nothing about them. So I'm educating myself with that one and just trying to add to my own repertoire. Yeah. Which makes sense. If you can, if you can specialize in something, if you can niche down, you can definitely, like you said, hone in your education and your knowledge so that you really are that specialist. You really are somebody that people go to because they're like, Beth knows. She doesn't just know a little bit about a lot. She knows a lot about this subject. And this is you become the expert. And And I think I think in the change in our market and how things are worldwide. Um, you, for me, at least I can't, I'm again, I can't say for other agents, but for me, I feel like that's important. And when newer agents come and talk to me inside my office or other office saying, Hey, I want to do this. What are your thoughts? You know, it's really about that. 
It's really about getting that education, learning it, and and knowing who you want to be as a realtor. And knowing who you want to be. And that might take some time, so for sure. So before we move on to the next burning question, Beth, I'm going to take a quick break to hear more about Keep It Real Social, our sponsor. A quick shout out to our sponsor, Keep It Real Social, an award-winning marketing agency. They're not just marketers, but storytellers making your business shine. Thanks to Keep It Real Social for empowering us and our listeners in the digital world. For your digital marketing solutions, check out keepitrealsocial.com. Back to Small Biz Big Wins for more insights and inspiration. So what have you as a real estate agent, Beth, found? I mean, like you know, just to reiterate, it took you three years to kind of figure out this is really where you wanted to focus. This is your niche. These were filling your tanks. Um, What have been some advantages of choosing this specialty or niche that you have personally seen? Um, And maybe you could kind of, you've kind of hinted to this a little bit, but that long tail strategy of, I work with that first time home buyer, but they're going to buy a second or a third home. So like, what are those advantages that you've seen over this 12 year span of having your business? Yeah, I have seen my first clients in my first five years, they have now come back. I have helped them. I would say, and I'm just going to throw this percentage out because I haven't really actually worked up the number, but 25% um, come back and, and, and be ready to now they've had kids or now they've, they're moving to a different town and, or they've just changed their lives and they're ready to upgrade to a bigger home. And I, I feel like having built that relationship with them in the beginning to make them financially or help them become financially sound by getting them with the right lenders that will teach them and coach them has made it so that they can continue to grow themselves. Mm-hmm. And so them doing that and staying in, in contact with them with all that I do helps me grow because now I'm, I'm moving with them and I'm helping their friends and their family because that has been what was said. She sticks with it. She'll follow through. She's never left our side. Well, they, they've learned to trust you when they were really vulnerable and scared. Um, I know our producer, Grant here, he and I were talking earlier about this and, you know, and just how you're, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to absorb. Um, I was talking to other people, you know, about this. Uh, We have someone in our office that's looking at buying a a home and it's overwhelming. Um, And so if you suddenly start, not suddenly, but you've invest in trusting this person, which is you, um, you will want to trust them again because you didn't lead them astray. And I can, I'm just guessing, but I'm assuming a lot of the luxury home buyers um, probably aren't loyal maybe to their real estate agents. So they, they might go to the next real estate agent who's going to give them, you know, a better deal or where I feel like a first time home buyer, once you've earned that trust, um, is not going to hop to the next real estate agent. I mean, I could be completely wrong. And and there's probably some people I'm ruffling feathers with, but I'm just assuming. I I feel like, yes, you you do have something there. Um, first-time homebuyers can be extremely loyal, as I am an extremely loyal realtor. Mm-hmm. I am loyal to my clients, too. 
Um, yes, I feel like there are times in luxury, they just, they want it, they want it now. And, and whoever can get it to them the quickest is who they'll choose. Sure. So I, I feel like that, that's a little bit of a, 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 a rat race per se. It's probably yeah. not the appropriate way well, to I say watch it. But... Those real, I watch those real, <laughs> real estate shows on TV back, right? right? And I mean, right. I, and they're all luxury, right? But right. I mean, because I, you know, someday this podcast will make me all sorts of money and I'll just be right. second and third home. But, you know, I watch those shows and legitimately, like there are some really disloyal people. Like they're like, oh, that person's going to take a quarter of a percent less, I'm going to go with, you know, that person. And there, there's not that, wow, this person did all this backbreaking work. They, you know, I confided to them, they helped this and that. And so I'm going to go with them. It's, I mean, sometimes it's just whoever's going to give me the best deal. It can be cutthroat for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those shores, like in Orange County, California. Holy <laughs> Selling cow. sunset. Yeah. Selling sunset. I mean, the drama, the drama. The you probably drama. don't have that with your first time. Well, you know, it. I think people would honestly be amazed at really how much work goes into this line for what I do into this field. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not just, oh, you want to see a house, show them a house. Oh, write the offer. There's so many things that we as agents have to be atoned for. Tons of paperwork. I can only imagine. You probably show people. I can't. I mean, what is the, like, how many times on average do you show a house to a new hometown buyer? Like, is it crazy? The last three years has been an unprecedented real estate market. Something that I've never seen, including my broker who has been doing this for 40 years, has never seen. And so for a first time home buyer, you could show them in the upwards of 15, 20 homes. Wow. You could write 10 offers. You could lose all 10 of those offers and have to start back to square one. It's really just how quickly you can get them there, get them mm -hmm. ready, get them writing um, and teaching them how to be strong how to write strong offers, how to not be afraid, and just kind of letting the old adage, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. And and you talk a little bit about how you have to help your clients like be emotionally ready for that. And I can only imagine seeing 15 different homes, writing offers on 10 of them and not getting any of them and the disappointment and I, I know for myself, like I see a home and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would do this and I would do that and I'm ready to move in. And then I'll, I don't get it. And someone else is going to move in. Like I would be, I'd be devastated. Yeah. I'm very clear with my clients in the beginning, like don't fall in love with this first home, stay objective, look at it, look at the home. Just, just don't walk in and be like, oh, this is everything I wanted. Look at the yeah. trim boards, look at the bathroom, look at the toilets, look at the fixtures, just really deep dive when you're looking. Just don't take 15 minutes and walk through and say, yeah, I want to write an offer on that as a first time home buyer. Yeah, you, it, you have to. And I'm very, I point things out, things that they need to know, especially if I know their loan type, like this won't pass a USDA loan. This ah. part won't pass an FHA loan. Because if they're Got a first-time home buyer and they're using any of those loans, they don't have already a lot of money coming in. 
So we want to make sure that they mm-hmm. are using every nickel and dime appropriately. So it's really the advantage of having that specialty agent like yourself and that you've niched down that you you have that knowledge where if it's a commercial real estate agent, they might not know all of those things. So it's if you are looking, you know, for someone to to help you with that first home, you know, you need you really do need to find someone who has that specialty because not all agents are created equal. It's almost like you are helping them like date and then marry, like, okay, right. like here, you're this house, like that is, no, that person is not the person for you. <laughs> like pointing out that person's flaws. Don't fall in love. You have the rose colored, you know, glasses on and, um, and until they find the one that they're going to marry, like you're, you're kind of like the matchmaker. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly, you know, really everybody thinks it starts out with showing houses in the real estate agent. It's really not where it should start. It really needs to start with them getting pre-approved period. Got it. That's kind of like your first step. That's your first step and being with the right lender. It is so Mm -hmm. important that they find the right lender that will essentially date them, call them back when they call return, you know, return any information that that they've asked, make sure they have those questions answered and um, just really kind of coaching them because somebody could walk in to a lender and say, hey, I got pre-approved, I won't say names, online, <laughs> and they said I'm approved for blah, blah, blah dollars. Yeah. Well, come to find out they haven't like done any, they didn't take their W-2s. They didn't take their tax statements. Sure. They didn't, it was just a form online that you filled out. It was and- just a form online. Got and it. then come to find out they come to a real lender, somebody that they can sit face to face with, talk with. Yeah. They're not pre-approved for that amount. Uh, and that's probably devastating to them too. Like, oh my that's gosh. That's the I first heartbreak. Uh, yeah. If I could do anything in the real estate market, it would be to educate that very first step to everybody. So if anyone's listening and they want to buy a home, do not fill out those forms and assume that you're pre-approved. Like go to your agent and get connected with the, you know, let them match make you with the right lender. So if you are listening, that's, you know, a big takeaway too. How do you feel like you niching down in your business has helped you focus as a business owner? Because you're a real estate agent and, but you're still a business owner. I mean, that you are running a business, you have business bank accounts, you are, you know, you're, you're running, this is your business. And it, I'm just assuming, but I assume that now that you've niched down to knowing that this is kind of like, this fills your tank. This is what you want to learn about. This is where you want to grow your business and who you want to help. Has it helped make your marketing easier? Cause you kind of know that ideal client. I mean, I know a little bit about this for you, but I'm just assuming versus talking to a broad spectrum of people for marketing, it's probably a lot easier to, to have niche down. Yeah, I, I feel like it has. Um, it gives me the space and time to be really good at what I do, to be really consistent in the choices I make in not only my marketing, but how I'm going to work with people. I've kind of got this whole step-by-step method for myself. And I, I, 
I think that that's been important for me, not so much as a real estate agent, but just who I am as a person, because I like to help. Yeah. Because I like to help people so much. I want to make sure every step I make is the right one going the right way. Yeah. Sometimes we got side steps. It's the way it goes, but that's just a learning. That's a learning. That's a, that's one point right there to learn something new when you sidestep. And I think showing that to the people I work with and to my clients that I'm not perfect either. And I'm always learning. And Mm -hmm. I tell them at the end, when we're at the table, I've learned so much from you to help my next first time home buyer. Oh, that's great. So it's really about no matter what day's end, it's really about the client. I just feel like, I have found myself to be able to be a good conduit to move mm. through all of the ups and downs and the changes and, and, and keep them, keep them down here instead of on the ledge of sure. the emotions. Um, have I lost clients before because an agent was able to help them quicker than I was? Sure. Yeah. Have I heard from them saying that it wasn't so great? Yes. Yeah. And th- and that's interesting. So, you know, I, I just wrote an Instagram post the other day about some lessons I've learned personally in 2024. And one of them was that not every opportunity is a good opportunity. Not every client is a, a good client or a good fit. Do you feel that way yourself in business? Like I'm sure you've had situations where a client has come to you and you don't think they're a good fit, or maybe you've taken them because the commission was going to be good. And at the end of the day, we all have a business to run, right? Um, What have you learned from that? Like, I mean, just for me, I know the older I get, the longer I'm in business, the more I'm like, I say no to more. Yeah. You know, I, I take very great care into making sure in now at 12 years yeah, that I um, am working with people that are right for me because if they're not right for me, I will not be right for them. And I want to make sure that no matter what I do, yes, I'll, I sell real estate. I will sell anything to anybody, big or small, anytime, anywhere. That's what I'm licensed to do. But I also know that if I didn't do a good job or they didn't, we just weren't jiving, it's not good for the reputation. It's not good for the reviews, not only for myself, but for the company I work for. And I feel like there's a, there needs to be some importancy on that in life in general that. Yeah. I agree. I, I think I think that does come with maturity. Like you said, 12 years, I've been in the industry for a long time too. And at first I took whatever, I sold whatever. I, you know, I wasn't as choosy, but now I am. And I feel like you're kind right. of that same way. You And you probably know if you aren't driving a lot sooner now because you know yourself better as a, as a businesswoman. Right. Exactly. And I, 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 that is probably the key. If any real, any new or wannabe realtors are out there, that is the key. You must know yourself. 
to a yeah. fault and what you're willing to put up with, what you're not willing to put up with, how, what lengths you will go, how far you will drive, all of it. Yeah. Your, your, your boundaries. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just important for, for anybody. And you know, what are your boundaries in business? Will you take phone calls after eight o'clock? Will you, you know, just all of that. And I don't think, I don't think it's specific to just real estate either. I think it's in any industry. I mean, I have yeah. to create boundaries on when I can take clients and I can take phone calls and I can take meetings um, and say no to offers just like just like you do. But a lot of that does come from knowing yourself and and for growing. And and it might not happen this year for somebody, but it is something that you know, you have to work on and, and being comfortable in your skin to say, yes, this isn't a good fit or I can't help you, but maybe this is a better person to help you. Right. Yes. I exactly. All right, Beth. So I feel like we could talk forever, especially about being women in business and, and the lessons we've learned and all that. So right. if there's a small business owner listening, which I hope there are plenty that are tuning in and listening to this or a fellow real estate agent, um, and they're trying to find their niche because I think it's really interesting. You were actually working in, in kind of niche marketing or sales at the news review. <laughs> what advice do you have for someone trying to figure out like, do I sell luxury? Do I, what, what do I go into? And, 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 I know for even my own profession, you know, um, there are lots of things in marketing. I mean, I could specialize in television marketing. I could do radio. Um, mm -hmm. There are certain things that we are really, really good at and we hang our hat on. And there are other things that we have to give referrals to. Um, so what advice do you give to that business owner or real estate agent who's like, I don't even know, like, where do I go? Yeah, you know, when I started... I didn't know what to do. I just knew that I had what is called the sphere of influence. And that's anybody I've ever been in contact with, worked with, all of it. And I had that huge list and I did a mailer to everybody. I told them what I was doing, what I was looking to do. And then from that time on, I tried everything minus commercial. <laughs> I've never really, I've never really dipped into commercial because, okay. you know, that's, that's just not for me. I, yeah. I do know that part. Um, and so I tried a little bit of, I still, again, I will sell anything to anyone, but I really was conscious and paying attention to what I was selling and how I felt selling million dollars and how I felt selling half a million dollars and how I felt below. And then mm -hmm. how I felt in below that, which would be your first time home buyers. And I just made sure I dabbled in all of it so that I could learn really who I wanted to be. Yeah. And it took a few years. It didn't happen overnight. I would say if I was to be honest, it was year five and six where it really started to make sense to me. I okay. saw where I was excelling. I saw where, where, yes, I had to work harder than most luxury people and I would do double the units, which is, sales yeah. of, of homes, just not volume wise. They had more volume than me, but I was selling as many homes as they were. Um, and I didn't mind it. I didn't mm -hmm. mind working hard like that because there was just something about it for me. And so I would say to somebody getting started or thinking about doing this, sitting back and, and really thinking about that while you're working 
how, how did this make me feel? Did I enjoy this? Are my clients happy with me? Can I learn from this? Am I going to, you know, build from yeah. this? It sounds like you were really um, listening, like you said, to what was filling your tank. And yeah, those, that's kind of how you kind of chose your niche by, and what you specialized in and what you wanted to focus on, where you really wanted to spend your time because running a small business is really time consuming, right? You don't get to just clock in and clock out. So if you're going to spend extra time and take it away from your family or, you know, your hobbies or things you enjoy, it has to, to fill that tank. And so I think that that, that's kind of what I'm hearing from you. It's like, it's okay to not know right away and to dabble and do a lot of things, but make sure you're paying attention to what's filling you up personally at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. It can be, it can be all about the money and there's a lot of agents that's made awesome careers with it. Totally. Just, just being about that. And, and I think that there is a place for that too. There's a place for all of us. Yeah. Well, they might fill Um, their tank in other ways. Right. Right. So their, their tank might be filled by, you know, donating their time, building Habitat for Humanity houses or who knows what fills their tank. But for you that that was kind of your compass, so to speak. And yes. And what was your kind of driving force? So, so Beth, I ask all my guests, um, this one final question. And I'm hoping I, I emailed this to you. So I'm not going to sideline you. I'm a little nervous. Like, did I tell her I'm going to ask her this question? I think, I think it is. (laughs) But like, what is one big win that you've had in business that you can share to inspire others? And this can be personal. This can be, um, something that came from winning an award or a dream client or a testimonial, but something that can inspire others. Because at the end of the day, running a business can be tiring, can be defeating, deflating sometimes, but it also is exhilarating and very rewarding. And so yeah, tell us, like, do you have this big win um, that you can share? I, you know, I do. And it, it really wasn't even around money. Um, I have a client who I've worked with, um, I help them sell and buy their new property. They are um, a homestead family, I guess you could call them. Okay. They have seven kids. Uh, four are biological, three are adopted. And we set out trying to find property for them, mm. something where they could have a farm, where they could raise animals and they could have chickens and they could live that farm lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, I would say we were probably a year in of looking and searching and the husband happened to be driving down the same road he lived on and watched someone put a sign in the road, you know, like put a <laughs> sign in the ground and he almost drove off the into the ditch trying to <laughs> dial my phone number because it was 30 acres it had the barns. It had a home that was way too small for them, but it checked all of the other boxes. So and cool. it was literally like, it was like the heavens opened up and, yeah. and here it Fine. is. Here it is. Real estate sign. <laughs> exactly. And um, we were able to do it. We were able to figure out all of their stuff and get them in this little family, not little family, into this home that they have now created. It's called the Nine Hands Farm. 
Oh, okay. Um, That's awesome. And and they just I I cannot tell you literally how big of a win that felt like to me being a part of something that created this lifestyle for a family of nine. And I, I think so. what's what's awesome about that story and that win is that it's not um, something that's tied to to monetization, right? That it really right. goes right back to you filling your cup and helping others fulfill, you know, what they're looking for um, and, and their yeah. dreams. And it, it might not have been their first home, but it was their first, you know, their second home or their dream home. Um, and you were able to help them do that. So Absolutely amazing, Beth. So thanks for being the very first guest on Small Abyss. Big wins. I know it's so exciting. You've definitely left me inspired. It's hard for any small business owner to choose a niche. And I love how you've honed in on this specialty that you have while still helping all buyers and sellers. Because like you said, you'll help people buy and sell just about anything, but you, you do know your ideal client. And I think that's a key takeaway for any small business owner is that we do need to know who our ideal client is. And along the way, we're probably going to have to help other clients that aren't our our ideal client to stay in business. I mean, that's just the way it goes, right? You you know, and exactly. You have to have, um, you have to have that wherewithal to know when to do it. Totally. Yeah. And, but I I think what's great about you and I think something that small business owners should, you know, keep in mind is that it's always important to lead with your heart. And I love this about you especially. And I think that that's what really makes you as successful um, as you are a successful small business owner, because there are a lot of real estate agents and people want to get into real estate. People want to get into business because they they, right. they think that it might be easy or whatever, but there is competition out there. And I think finding your, your niche, your specialty, what fills your cup, leading with your heart sets you apart from the competition. Um, and, yeah. you know, as a marketing, you know, owner of a marketing agency, I can definitely say, oh my gosh, like we want your, your advertising and your marketing to, you know, set you, set you apart as well, but your reputation, um, and mm-hmm. what you lead with also sets you apart. It's not just your yeah. marketing, right? Right. I, and it's so important. There are so many real estate agents being able to set yourself apart in the sea of salmon, I guess you could call it. Um, it, that is the biggest key. Yeah. You have to do something a little bit different because you need them knocking on your door as much as you knocking on theirs. Yeah. And that's that niching down. So that, that's, that's awesome. I think there's a lot of key takeaways here for anyone listening, whether they're in real estate or not. So, so to learn more with how to connect uh, with Beth Flynn, please visit BethFlynnSells.com. And I'll make sure that I put all of her socials and her website in the show show notes as well. But, um, Beth, thank you so much for being a guest Thank you, Summer. Yes. And for everyone tuning in, thank you. 
Please be sure to subscribe to the pod on Spotify, or you can check us out on YouTube as well as on Apple um, iTunes so you don't miss our weekly show, Small Biz and Big Wins episodes. You don't want to miss some exciting upcoming interviews as well and some solo casts. We'll be talking about uh, building a positive work culture, small business expansion, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. 